we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, good morning, DJ Envy, Charlemagne, my brothers. How y'all doing, man? This is Coach Davis. How's everything? Peace, Coach, Coach Davis. Davis. How you doing, King? I'm good. I'm good, gentlemen. Hey, listen, man, Charlemagne, I can't agree with you more, man. This election last night was more of an indictment on the Democratic Party because they can put a shoe up. They could put a shoe up, and they basically, that's basically what they did. They put a shoe up, and that shoe got almost uh, almost 2 million votes, man. And it's it's ridiculous, you know. He had forty nine percent of the vote in in Georgia, forty nine percent. That means that it wasn't just white people that voted for that man. It's a whole lot of black people that voted for Herschel Walker last night as well. And um, you know, my thing is this: you know, they they voted for this man, and they almost put him in his seat. 
but they couldn't get it done for Stacey Abrams. Right. I don't understand that. That's true. For, for the life of it don't make sense to me nope. either. Yeah, I thought about that too, because you know, most of the time when you go into the voting booth, you know, you just vote straight down the line. You know what I mean? So somebody like when they when when uh, back in in November, like they really had to go out of their way to vote Kemp and then Warnock or Kemp and then you know uh, uh, Walker. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's it's like they purposely had to go out of their way not to vote for Stacey. Right. Absolutely. You know, and you know, I I, I can't understand the body politics sometimes. You know, it is it, very dis, uh, disillusional, you know, because two years ago, this dude almost got back in the office, too, at 74 million votes. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And again, wasn't all white people, too. You know? That's right. Democrats better give folks something to really believe in over the next couple of years or they're going to be in trouble because Republicans Absolutely. clearly believe in their party. <laughs> like Absolutely. And it's, I always wanted to say, envy, envy, um, envy. is it possible I can speak to you off the air, man? It's a question I got for you for the um, for your car show. Of course. Hold on, all right? I'll hold on, brother. All right, bro. Hello, Get off it? your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? What's up, Trap? Yeah. Oh, I'm about to say ye. Oh, well, you know what? It's listening. Good morning, ye. What's up, Char? What up, sis? How are you? I'm doing good. Listen, y'all. And justice is finally being brought to the light. That happened to me, y'all. What happened? What happened? So, remember I told y'all a couple years back. Oh, about the rectal prolapse. About what? Never mind. What (laughs) happened? That Roland Ray has scammed me out of $85. And y'all, the same room finally brought it to the light that he a scammer. And that he out here scamming people. And I know how you feel about getting scammed now. How did he scam you? How did he scam you? Why would you send him $85? Because I paid him $85. I told y'all this. that I paid this man $85 to post me. For this thing that has gone, so I was going for like on uh, the LGBT community. He had like a, a bunch of like gay and like you know LGBT followers, and he took my money and just disappeared. And they did an investigation on him yesterday and lock him up and bring me to testify because I'm snitching. I'm telling on him. Yeah, we're going to report that story next year. It says Roland Ray, uh, a.k.a. the most famous boy in a wheelchair, has been accused by several social media users of being a scammer. He is a scammer, and I'm t- I'm snitching on him. Please lock him up. Now, allegedly, Send him to prison. allegedly, they claim that uh, people pay him for shoutouts, uh, seventy six dollars to a hundred dollars for shoutouts. But after sending the money, they say he took their cash and rolled out. Salute to Roland Ray, man. <laughs> no. Salute to Roland Ray. Roland Ray yes. out here hustling, man. Drop one of clues bombs for Roland Ray, man. No, no. Don't drop one of <laughs> Nah, man. Roland Ray out here hustling, man. You know no. what I'm saying? Y'all bothering that man for shout-outs. You know what I mean? I need to be charging y'all for shout-outs. I'm not mad at Roland Ray. Go ahead, Roland Ray. Do your thing, bro. Don't allegedly envy when you report it. You know somebody personally who he scammed. It's not allegedly. Roland Ray ain't scamming nobody. Y'all mm-hmm. asking that man for shout outs and he'll, he'll get he'll get to it when he get to it. When he get to it, that's right. He got All some right. things on his mind. He'll get to shouting y'all out when he get to it. Huh? It's been a year, sir. Well, he, he he backed up. Clearly, he got a long log. He gonna roll up on you soon. Don't worry about it. Bye. <laughs> Mad at that man, bothering that man for shout outs, man. Hello, who's this? It's your boy O'Neal from Houston, Texas. O'Neal from H Town. What up? Get it off your chest, brother. 
Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to my boy DJ Authentic, a.k.a. DJ Envy, on a good season one, episode eight of East New York. You did your thing, man. Thank you, brother. Uh, you know, I was excited to do that, and uh, they're going to bring me back. I think I'm on... Um the first episode in the new year, and hopefully they bring me back for some other stuff, man. I'm excited about it, man. I love that series. The, the show is really good if you haven't seen it. It's called East New York. It's on CBS. Great show, and I'm just excited he definitely that snitching. about me. He's snitching. He definitely going to snitch the next episode. I held it down the, the, the first episode. So <laughs> They're going to break him. They ain't breaking me. Yeah. Well, also, uh, I want to say uh, that uh, hip-hop uh, homicide, that's also good with Pop Smoke. Man. It's hip-hop homicide, first of all. Yeah, I, I, I say I say homicide the same way. Where you from? I'm from Louisiana, but yeah. I stay in uh, Houston. Yeah, it's a Southern thing, I guess, because I say hip-hop homicides, too, but it's homicides. Hey, that's one of the best shows on TV, man. Salute to Van Lathan and 50 Cent. Mona, Mona Scott, Scott Young. Yes. That's one of the best shows on television, man. Yeah, this week, uh, they're going to be diving into uh, the murder of XXX Attention. And, uh, it's Tentacion. Tentacion. Yeah. And then after that, they're going to uh, do Mo3 from Dallas. Uh, and then they're going to do, uh, damn, I don't want to say his, his name wrong. Uh, FBG Duck. Yeah. Out in Chicago. Right. I got a feeling they're going to do one on takeoff, too. Well, not, well, not this year, because th those are the last three that they got. XXX Attention. Uh, Mo3 and FBG Duck. But like you said, the, the, the way that, you know, so many of our, our hip-hop stars are passing and being killed, I mean, this show, it, it can continue I on. And continue I like on how they on. do the show, though, yeah, because, because the show addresses, like, all the socioeconomic conditions mm -hmm. that lead to things right, like right. this happening. They deal with people's trauma. They deal with a lot of these brothers' hurt and anger. So it's not just exploitation of a murder, you know? Correct. And they right, talk to right, the right exactly. people. They talk to the right people, the family members, people involved, police officers, uh, special agents, friends, uh, pastors. Yep. And then they try to get a solution of, of why, you know, hopefully this can be solved and stopped and, and maybe. It's a good show, bro. Y'all need y'all y'all need to keep watching it. Uh, for people that ain't watching, I ain't going to give too much about it, but hey, it's a good show. Right. And you can stream it on All Black uh, and they got all the episodes up there. Shout out to Van Lathan, man. He, did an, uh, he does an amazing job on that show. All right, man. Y'all have a good morning. Peace, King. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, when we come back, we got to talk Nia Long. We all knew this was going to happen, but we'll uh, confirm it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. We are The Breakfast Club. I'm DJ Envy. And I go by the name of Charlemagne the God. What's happening? Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Nia Long. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty right, patty. I'm gossiping. This is The Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, in some sad news, Nia Long and uh, Aimee Yudoka, did I say that right? Yes. Okay. Dang, I don't know. The couple of 13 years has reportedly broken up. Now, sad news for who? Nia Long might be listening to this right now saying, sad news for who? I mean, I love to see love. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the fact that they broke up is sad. Now, this is after the bullshit. You act like they broke coach. up for no reason. No, I, I didn't say that at all. But any breakup is, is sad. Nah, it depends on how they, what they broke up for. Uh, this true. one is understandable. Yeah, the news comes less than three months after the Boston Celtics suspended Yudoka for the entire 22 uh, and 23 season for violating team policy. A public scandal that uh, they said was that uh, Nia Long said was devastating. They have so, a very strict no snow bunny policy. That was implemented by uh, Dr. Umar Johnson throughout the whole NBA that he violated. Yeah, so after 13 years, uh, their relationship seems to be over. They still will be co-parenting uh, their 11-year-old son, Kez. So we wish him the best, man, and continue to pray because, I mean, 
anything like that is, is definitely tragic for or not even tragic but devastating and, and difficult for both Nia Long and their son you know yeah, and that was I mean that, you know she, she she was publicly embarrassed like mm -hmm. you, you publicly uh, violated your relationship right. so you know I can understand them breaking up now, uh, in the last couple of days, we've been seeing Steph Curry. Uh, he did this uh, full-court shot, and he did five in a row, and everybody was so like, oh, my gosh, how did he possibly do it? I mean, I thought it was amazing. I was like, and he stopped at five? He should have kept going. Well, it seems like that shot wasn't real. What? Yes, it wasn't real. He did it five times in a row. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah, but it, it wasn't real. How you deep fake a shot like that five times in a row? Who told you it's not real? He said it wasn't real. He said that... Uh, Although he's the greatest shooter in in history of the NBA, they said unfortunately his team said that that was not real. If Steph Curry can admit that shot is not real, you can admit that your beard not real. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of ladies can admit that you know your your, your bodies aren't real. If Steph Curry can admit that that shot wasn't real, which he didn't have to, a lot of y'all can start uh, coming clean about the fake stuff y'all doing too. You put the audio in, Eddie, because they ain't gonna believe me if I said they only gonna believe if he says it. Audio's not in. Not audio's not in there, but he definitely. Said I'm more. In, I'm more more interested in seeing how they faked the shot. Yeah, because they did it from two different angles. Mm -hmm. But he said he made two of them. But he said no, he didn't make all five. It was oh, so he okay. See, see, come on now. I need more context. So he did at least make. You said he made two. He made two. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I don't care that he didn't make five in a row when he did it the first time. I was like, oh shoot. I mean, it's pretty damn amazing. Now, also, you, oh, no, no, don't, I don't like how you disrespect Steph Curry. What you mean? And especially you being beige. What? You're supposed to rep for your beige brothers. You what? know what I'm saying? In a more, in a more, in a more mature way. We all thought it was five. No, it did not. Court. It yes. went viral because he hit that crazy shot. If he would did it once, it would have went viral. The five in a row. I ain't. I ain't. Even, I ain't even see him do it five times in a row. To be honest with you. Yes, you did. It was viral. I only, watched, I only saw him do it twice, and then I was like, oh shoot. And you, I moved on. You're a damn liar. Now, also, uh, Will Smith talks about. Uh, you got it. You got it. In? Okay, let's hear it because they're not gonna believe if I say it. Dead. This is kind of off topic, I guess, but what was up with the doctored video of the full court heaves? And then also, yeah. You said the doctored video? That's what Raymond said. Raymond said it was fake. Doctor. No, the doctored, the, the edited, the, edited. the CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody believes I made five in a row from 90, I mean, 90 feet. Sorry, finish your question, my bad. Um, what was up with it? I mean, yeah, but, but then also, like, a lot of people did believe that it was legit for, you know, still, I think some people still believe it's real. I'll let, I'll let them be the judge of that, but it's an ultimate compliment to uh, probably be amazed by it, but not think it's outlandish that uh, it, could be, it could be real. But we had some fun with it. The uh, Sports Illustrated team coming with some heat. I did make two of them. See, he made two of them. No, I don't like how y'all disrespecting the greatest player of this generation. He is the greatest shooter in NBA history. He's the greatest player of this generation. He made two, but... I didn't hear him say it was fake. He said I didn't make two of them. I didn't hear him say it was fake. I didn't hear him say he didn't make five in a row. He said I made two of them. I didn't hear him say it was fake. I heard him say that, you know, I, I, I what do you say? I can understand that y'all would think that something like that couldn't be real, but I didn't hear him say it was fake. He said he made. Oh, you know what? Forget it. Now Will Smith, we told yesterday he was. He was on the All the Smoke podcast and he was talking about being an influential person wearing Michael Jordan sneakers, and he talks about that. Did you know what you was doing for the culture, doing the Fresh Prince when you were showing up with the Fresh Jays? No idea. I know you didn't. No idea. I know you did. It's like. I was I was living the culture. Right. Right. You so, were the culture. Uh, right. Yo, at that time, uh, you were the culture. Like, I was I was literally 
calling Jordan. And I was like, Mike, please, please don't give it to nobody. Like, just let me be the first person. Oh, really? I gotta be the first person That's to wear it. That's dope. He was like, man, I don't run that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't run that. Like, like, he was like, dude, you you sure enough had him, though, man. You sure enough had him. Yo, the, the fours were the Fresh Princes. Salute to Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Make sure you subscribe to the All the Smoke podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Network. It's interesting to know what those things, because, you know, when I saw Will Smith doing that, he was just reflecting what I saw people around me doing, you know? All mm-hmm. the drug dealers around me had the Jays. Had the Jays and had them early. <laughs> you know they I mean? used to pay early because you go to Foot Locker. Foot Locker usually used to get the sneakers two, three weeks early. You play a, uh, pay a Foot Locker employee, and they used to give you the Jays early. And then people exactly. It was, sat, sat, it was Saturday mornings they used to come out. Saturday morning, yeah. Yeah, Saturday mornings used to come out. I couldn't afford them. And lastly, we all know Trevor Noah uh, is leaving the Daily Show. Has left the Daily Show, but this is last week. It's last week, but mm-hmm. they're gonna have some people filling in until I guess they get a new host. Tomorrow's his last day, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chelsea Handler, D.L. Hughley. Uh, Wanda Sykes, uh, just to name a few, which is pretty dope. Marlon Wayans. I saw Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones, yeah. I, I love a lot of those names uh, for The Daily Show. And out of all of those names that I saw for guest hosts, I would not mind seeing Chelsea Handler or D.L. Hughley be the permanent host of uh, The Daily Show. Absolutely. If they have the time. If they have the time. D.L. Hughley has a lot yeah, on it, his plate. It, it would be hard. I know see, Chelsea would probably be the more likely option because Chelsea has said she wants to get back. In late night television, DL makes a lot of money on the road, yep. and he does his radio show every day, so he yep. probably don't have the time. But he would be a great voice. People forget when DL Hughley had his uh, show on CNN back in the day. Absolutely, you know. So if you think that DL just started talking about politics, you're bugging. DL Hughley used to have a show on CNN. Mm-hmm. So Chelsea Handler would probably be the most logical choice, and oh. she got a name. Yep, you know what I mean. People know her from late night television. She wants to do it. It's an easier transition. Yeah, she checks off a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it make a lot of sense. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we'll tell you about uh, Donald Trump. His organization was found guilty, and we'll tell you what of. And don't forget, Jonathan Greenblatt will be joining us. He's the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League. The ADL. And we're going to be talking to him in a little bit as well. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When it's time to get with someone special, the best way to do it is with Magnum Large Size Condoms. That gold foil wrapper is a badge of honor and it means you're protected. And you take care of things with comfort. Except no substitutes. Bring the pleasure with the gold standard. Magnum. Large size. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. 
along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Condoms. Man, remember when they used to say, uh, believe half of what you hear and all of what you see? Mm-hmm. That quote did not age well. After finding out that that Steph Curry video was doctored, and then y'all just showed me an Instagram page with the guy. What's the guy's name, Nick? Ari. Ari. Ari does this stuff all of the time. Mm-hmm. Believe half of what you hear, all of what you see. That they didn't. Whoever made that quote up did not know social media was coming. That's right. He's talented. <laughs> he is talented. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. Now, Manhattan jury has found two Trump organization companies guilty on multiple charges of criminal tax fraud and falsifying business records connected to a 15-year scheme to defraud tax authorities by failing to report and pay taxes on compensation for top executives. Now, 
The Trump Corp and the Trump Payroll Corp were found guilty on all charges they faced. Now, they're saying Donald Trump and his family were not charged in the case, but the former president was mentioned repeatedly during the trial. Now, the Trump organization could face a maximum of $1.6 million in fines when sentenced in mid-January. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. So nobody's going to jail. It's now, just fines. Nobody's going to jail. And now they said the company is not at risk of being dismantled. So this is what I don't understand, right? If a person does that, they're going to jail. Yes. But since it's in the LLC... Nothing happens? Lock the whole corporation up. I don't know. That's what I said. I don't I don't even know what any of that means that you just said. It's just like, oh, okay, so nobody's going to jail. It's just a bunch of fines, and they get to continue the business. So there's no, I guess the punishment is the fines, I guess. But how is this a victory if they stole all the money? They're just really giving back the money that they stole. Nobody's going to jail. Nobody has a felony record, I don't believe, right? Hey, man. I did, one thing this country does not know how to do is punish uh, white privilege. Okay? <laughs> they just don't. Which is one of the things uh, that we, we talked to Jonathan Greenblatt about when he gets here, by the way. Now, also, uh, Caroline's Comedy Club. Now, one of probably one of the, the most influential comedy clubs in New York City. We had so many comedians come up here from that Man. were performing there from uh, Kevin Hart, uh, Little Duvall, Donnell Rawlins, Joe Coy. Who else did I see at uh, Caroline's? Everybody. I think I seen Cindy. Literally at everybody. Caroline's. Yeah. Everybody. Just hilarious. Yvonne OG. Any yeah, comedian Yvonne you can OG. name. Miss Pat. Michael everybody. Watson, everybody. Pat. Everybody. You might as well say everybody. Every comedian, you know, comes to Caroline's on Broadway in New York City. Yeah. Everybody. New Year's Eve. Uh, it's a wrap. Uh, the owner, Caroline Hurts, she, she's That's been up here crazy. before, too. She said, I did not renew my lease. New Year's Eve will be our last night. She said, although businesses uh, rebounded strongly since the pandemic, the venue's 10-year lease at the at the spot, uh, I guess the owner wanted more money, and she couldn't afford or didn't want to pay more money. So it looks like New Year's Eve will be their last night, which is crazy. Caroline is an institution. Mm-hmm. Whoever owns that building is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 whoever owns that building is an idiot. Now, why would they be charging Caroline more rent? Explain, Henry. Um, well, ever since the pandemic, our prices have been shooting up. So if you're a landlord, mm-hmm. I mean, you really want to get your old tenants out if you're greedy and get new tenants in. Because let's say your old rent is, let's say for that building, $20,000. The new rent might be $27,000, which is mm-hmm. an additional $7,000 a month, which if you times that by 12, you see what it is. It's, it's well over $80,000 an additional month. So that's probably what happened. But, you know, when I'm talking about recession and then where, you know, interest rates going high, I'm like, why wouldn't you keep the person in Caroline sign another 10-year lease? You know you're guaranteed to get that rent for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, what has been more consistent in Caroline? Even if the country goes into a recession, uh, people still want to unwind. People are going to still go to a good comedy show. You yeah. know, in a lot of ways, uh, a comedy club is a, re- a recession-proof business in some ways. Yeah, People will spend money to go out, laugh, make themselves feel better. Yeah. And, and Caroline has been consistent for years. It's a perfect date night. So. Yes. It's comedy, food, and drinks. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if that building remains empty for a long time yeah. if they get rid of Caroline's. Now, uh, lastly, I just want to tell you guys, uh, beware of these holiday scams. These are the four holiday scams that have been getting people this holiday season, and they're saying, please be careful. Scam number one, package delivery scam. All right? They said... Uh, if you see uh, unexpected packages like uh, FedEx, UPS, or UPS, so if you receive a text that mentions a package delivery, you may likely be easily fall for a scam. So if somebody texts you and say, hey, you got a package that didn't de- deliver it or send your information, don't do it because that is scam number one. Has that happened to you? 
Who? You. Well, no, nah, I don't be ordering no packages. Hey, okay. That damn shit ain't happened to my wife. All right. Uh, scam number two, charity scams. They said uh, a lot of times people ask to donate money. They usually do it between uh, phone, email, and text, posing as somebody that works for a legitimate charity, asking for money for the holidays. These schemes will try and appeal to your emotions during the holiday season. Hey, can you help a young boy who has nothing? Can mm-hmm. you donate some money for toys? Mm-hmm. Hey, this mother has lost their house in a fire. Can you help them out during Christmas? Hey, this family has no Christmas tree. Can you help them out? That is usually a scam as well. Well, I budget. You know what I mean? I do budget, you know, the charity that I do during the holidays because I know that those requests are coming in. And um, I, I usually grant those requests to people I actually know mm-hmm. and organizations I actually know. Mm-hmm. Number three, the social media gift exchange scam. Hey, let's do Secret Santa together. Me and my friends do it. We can uh, give away some good gifts. You say in grade school, I wish somebody would have to be my Secret Santa over social media. SMD, that's what I'm going to tell them back. <laughs> SMD from the back. What you talking about? All right, don't, don't you, tip you're somebody. You're right. They, they might want that gift. Yep, they don't right. tip somebody right. with a good you're time. Right. You're right. You're like, damn, I ain't asked for all that. All right. Ask for jingle bells, not balls. What? Nothing. And lastly, gift card scams, right? Now, this is probably very popular. Somebody saying, hey, give me $500 and I'll give you $1,000 worth of gift cards. Uh, That doesn't work. Uh, How to avoid gift card scams? Buy the gift cards in person. Do not mess with anybody online. Do not give your social security number and do not give any credit card information. If you do want to buy a gift card, Go to Walmart, Target, Stop and Shop, your local store, wherever you buy store staples, but do not go online and that scam of, hey, give me $300, i will give you $500, that doesn't work in real life. You would, you would think that stuff doesn't work, but I know some people who tried to turn 700 into 7000 See? You know what I mean? And then end up arguing with some Nigerian on the phone, you know, yes. <laughs> yes. because they were stupid enough to send that person $700 and they wondering why they ain't get, got $7,000 back. It's not how life works, people. Not at all. At all. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, the CEO of the uh, Anti-Defamation League. Jonathan Greenblatt will be joining us. Jonathan Greenblatt will be joining us. Discussing a lot of different things. Yes. All right. We'll be talking about the Jewish community, Kanye West, and more. The black community. The black community as well. Yes. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right, the CEO of the Anti Defamation League, Jonathan Greenblatt. Welcome. Good morning. Well, thanks for having me. How are you, man? I'm well. How are you guys? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. Doing pretty go. good. There you go. So let's start off. What is the CEO of the Anti Defamation League? What do I do? So, the Anti Defamation League, let's just step back. Mm-hmm. It's the oldest anti hate organization in the United States. It was founded in 1913. After a Jewish man was lynched, he had been falsely accused of a crime, wrongly convicted, and ultimately the mob tore him from his jail, and they hung him from a tree. Sounds familiar. I was going to say, like, lynchings happened to young black men and black women very frequently in the South. This was the first high-profile lynching of a Jewish man, and a bunch of Jews said, we got to do something about this. And so they founded an organization they called the Anti-Defamation League, and they wrote a mission statement that was pretty amazing was that the purpose is to, quote, stop the defamation of the Jewish people and secure justice and fair treatment to all. You know, this organization made the country safer for its Jewish people and safer for black people, safer for LGBTQ people, safer for immigrants. And I'm blessed, 
like really, really blessed to stand on that legacy. And what does the CEO of the ADO do? So basically, I do three things. Mm -hmm. So number one, we protect the community. We track anti-Semitic incidents. We help train law enforcement so they understand what hate crimes are and how to protect communities, black, brown, Jewish, gay, etc. And we monitor the extremists. Like just two weeks ago, we had a situation in Penn Station, you may have seen, Mm -hmm. where the FBI and the NYPD apprehended two men with bulletproof vests, guns, knives, swastika armbands, and rounds of ammunition. Mm -hmm. That was based on a piece of intelligence that an analyst sitting at our Center on Extremism provided to the FBI. So last year, we gave over 1,300 tips. Mm -hmm. So number one, we track incidents, and I'll come back to the incidents. Mm -hmm. Number two, we advocate. Mm -hmm. So the short term, it's protecting the community. The medium term, it's about improving the climate. And we lobby in Washington. We lobby in state capitals. We litigate. Right now, we're trying to bankrupt the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, Mm -hmm. and we speak out in the court of public opinion, too. And then thirdly, we educate. So we are one of the largest providers in America of anti-bias, anti-hate content in schools. We reach three and a half to four million kids every year. And so what'll happen is like a a black high school player will be hazed on a football team, or an effeminate teenager will be bullied for being gay, Mm -hmm. or a Jewish student will have her a swastika carved into her locker and a parent or a principal or whatever, they will bring in ADL. And our content is about fighting anti-black racism, anti-Semitism, homophobia, all those kinds of things. One thing that I always have a problem with, with, with any group of people mm. is a lot of times we don't have the conversation, so we don't know what hurts, right? Yeah. We don't know what's bothersome. We doesn't. We don't know what to say, what we can't say, what's inappropriate, what's defamation and all that. Yeah. What are the terms that is shouldn't we say or what are the terms i, I think you're saying say? what exactly is anti-semitism well that's part of it too so yeah. like you know uh let's say kanye says uh jewish people have all the power. let's not use him no, Let, no, i would or, rather use me as an example okay well let's say people say yeah. jewish people have all, all the power or right. you know uh jewish people run hollywood or jewish people run the music industry uh these are the things that we've been hearing recently explain to us that what those terms mean to you and, and is it hurtful is it painful is it not is right. it you know like what is it to you like if you ask me you know the n-word how does that feel and this that, and the other I, we can define that but how does that feel to you and what can we say what can't we say what is foul what is not foul you know well, look dj Envy, i'm really glad you asked the question and like i'm just going to share mm-hmm. you know charlamagne and i have been talking for years now mm-hmm. and a lot of what we do is behind the scenes and sometimes we do call things out but i believe that you call people in before you call them out absolutely and I, and I don't believe in cancel culture. I believe in council culture. Mm-hmm. So that being said, what do we call out? Mm-hmm. So again, our core mission, if you will, is protect the Jewish people. That's our core purpose. Mm-hmm. So anti-Semitism is the threat. So anti-Semitism is kind of an irrational, let's say, hatred of individuals or institutions because they are Jewish. Mm-hmm. And anti-Semitism is interesting if you think about it relative to other forms of prejudice. Because I think anti-Semitism, it's like a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Like, it's about the way the world works. So the Jews did this to me. The Jews have too much power. The Jews are the communists. The Jews are the capitalists. The Jews control Congress. The Jews want to kill Christian people, Muslim people, black people, whatever. It's this warped kind of idea that shapeshifts relative to time and place. I mean, it's described as the oldest hatred. Mm-hmm. It's been around thousands of years. You know, after the Jews were expelled from Jerusalem by the Romans and they lived in diaspora as a small community in Europe, in the Middle East, in parts of Asia. And these Jews continued speaking Hebrew. They didn't assimilate into the mainstream population. They continued their own religion 
They continued their own dietary rules. Jews don't believe in conversion or proselytization, so they stayed small. They didn't really grow. When the church, like in Europe, needed someone to blame, blame the Jews. Mm -hmm. When the kings needed someone to blame, blame those Jews, because they were always there, they were always different, they were always living on the margins. So flash forward to today, mm -hmm. Uh, anti-Semitism shows up in different ways, often like characterized by a series of myths or tropes. So, for example, the Jews run Hollywood. Look, it is certainly true that there are a number of prominent Jewish people in Hollywood. But the idea that the Jews run Hollywood is nuts. There's no cabal of Jews who are manipulating things. But the idea that Jews, Jews in power shows up over history, right? Many people know about something called the Protocols of Zion which was a forgery written over 100 years ago, that there was a group of Jews who were trying to run the world. Mm -hmm. Hitler used that to justify, you know, the genocide of 6 million Jews. Mm -hmm. And so when you say Jews run Hollywood, Jews run the music industry, Jews control Congress, sometimes it's the Jewish state. Israel controls Congress. Israel, you know, the Zionists run the media. It's the same stuff. And why is it a problem? Like some people say, well, I would love to, if people thought that my community ran Hollywood, mm -hmm. but like this has led to harassment and violence. So anti-Semitism can, if you will, show up as people thinking that white Jews aren't Jews. It can show up as white supremacists. It can show up as people saying, like Kanye, by the way, mm -hmm. Kanye got ejected by Elon Musk off of Twitter last week. Mm -hmm. Elon says because he put an image up of a Jewish star of David with a swastika in it. I can tell you there are rallies, anti-Israel rallies every week where they say Zionism is Nazism, that Zionists are committing genocide. I've seen that image a million times. But these are all manifestations of what I will characterize as an irrational hatred of the Jewish people. And look, Jewish people are the most victimized religious minority in the country. 60% of all the religious-based hate crimes target Jews, despite the fact that Jews are just... 2% of the population. The anti-Semitism is up. We've been tracking anti-Semitic incidents at ADL for 45 years. 2021 was the highest total we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It was a 34% increase over the year before. Now, every one of those, my staff investigated and verified everything that we report. And I mean, if you guys go to church or your listeners go to church, you can ask yourselves, do you have armed guards in front of your church? No, we need to, though. I felt that way ever since the incident happened in my hometown of Charleston, South Carolina. So at, we should talk about that, man, about man, what man. ADL's doing about that. Mm -hmm. So let's come back to that. Mm -hmm. But literally every synagogue in the United States has an armed guard in it. Every synagogue in the United States knows how to do lockdown drills and you know live shooter drills. We are very used to our synagogues being firing ranges and there's a lot of fear that comes from that. What you name? Hold on. What you name? Okay. The term Jews, right? Is that a term that can be said? Because at one time, at one time you couldn't say that. I thought say, you had to say yeah, Jewish. Jewish people. Yeah, you can say Jew. Language evolves and changes mm -hmm. relative to like cultural norms. Mm -hmm. So I think of myself as an American Jew. So you can say Jew. Now I'll also say that a lot of when we talk about what language matters, mm -hmm. it's all about context. Mm -hmm. So when you know, Nick Fuentes, you know, Donald Trump's dining uh, companion, mm -hmm. uses the term Jew. He probably doesn't mean it in the way, like when I say it. And it's like, you mentioned the N-word, like when a black person says, you know, the black person has a very different meaning than when Nick Fuentes used at dinner with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this is about context. If you call me Jewish, 
That's just fine with me. If you say Jonathan's an American Jew, that's just fine with me, too. All right, we got more with Jonathan Greenblatt. When we come back, he is the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League, so don't move us to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jonathan Greenblatt, the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League. Charlamagne? Go back to the anti-Semitic conversation, because I got labeled anti-Semitic because I said, you know, um, after the Nick Cannon situation, this shows that Jewish people have power and I can't wait until black people have power because we can't even get the people who kill us fired in reference right. to the cops who at the time were still who hadn't been charged for killing Breonna Taylor. Right. So why is that considered anti-Semitic? That's coming well, from a place of reverence. Yeah, I get that. And so I think that's the com that's some of the complexity of this. Now, number one, I tell you at ADL, like we are very, very hesitant to call someone anti-Semitic unless there is a pattern of behavior over time. You might say something that's anti-Semitic, intentionally or not, but it's up to us to explain why. So like, I don't know the specifics of who, you know, who said exactly that, but what mm -hmm. I would say oh, is- Oh, I said that, yeah. No, 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 but who who ascribed that to you and said Charlie's oh, an anti-Semite? I don't think you. that's right. And I think you've shown a willingness to engage and to be open, you're showing it with me, and I appreciate that vulnerability, and I hope I show it with you and with your listeners today. Now, all that being said, Again, the trope of Jews and power. Like simply when you say, I want to have that kind of power, you might not mean it in some conspiratorial way. That may be how some Jewish people heard it. Because even in hip hop, right? It's mm -hmm. always been, you got to have Jewish people in your corner. You know, like, you know, remember 50 in a good way or in a, a good way. way. In yeah. a good way. Like, you know, it's the thing to say, like, you know, I got I got some very powerful Jewish people in my corner. I don't know if it's we're saying it because of this, the stereotype of Jews having power or just that they're powerful and happen to be. Jewish. See, this is what's tough about it. Mm -hmm. Context matters. Intent matters. Mm -hmm. There can be an offense, even accidentally, like Kyrie Irving, I don't think, was trying to be... No, not at all. I don't you know, so. I think he was just ignorant. Now, with, with the Kyrie Irving situation, right? You know, Kyrie Irving got suspended. He had There was a, five things he had to do before he was playing basketball again. But I also ask about, like, Amazon for having that film on there. I don't feel like Amazon got much of that fire. So I'm going to tell you, we are working on that because your point is something out dj envy that's incredibly important it's not just about what the people say it's what the platform does mm -hmm. it's not just what Chappelle says it's what snl does or nbc does mm -hmm. it's not just about the what Kyrie tweets it's about amazon hosting it mm -hmm. so look we've launched a whole campaign against amazon we announced on monday we're working with the german government because holocaust denialism and that movie is offensive in part because it says that white jews invented the holocaust that it didn't really happen. That's not true. But Holocaust denialism is illegal in Germany. That movie is available on Amazon Germany. So we are now working with the German government because Amazon is breaking the law. Now you also didn't mention uh, Dave Chappelle, right? Yeah. For years, comedians have made jokes about everything under the sun, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when is a joke not funny anymore where it's a problem? Because yeah. some people find Dave Chappelle's jokes funny. I'm sure some Jewish people find Lots. Dave Chappelle's jokes funny. Yeah, yeah, the criticism was he normalized anti-Semitism. As a person who doesn't always know what is considered anti-Semitic, I didn't know what he normalized. So first of all, I would say that I give, always as a head of ADL, a very wide berth when it comes to comedy. And Dave Chappelle is an equal opportunity offender. And so is SNL. And I pretty much don't say boo. But what was problematic about what he said are a few things. So number one, keep in mind, as you probably know, because it's been reported, he did a different monologue 
in the rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Right there, that's a little bit of a tell. And I think he knew that it was going to be too hot or too controversial. And they might tell him not to do it. So right there, number one. Number two, he literally said the problem wasn't what Kanye said. It's that he said it out loud. When he said that, you know, sometimes you don't know in comedy whether it's going to be punch or a punchline. Mm -hmm. This just felt like a punch. Mm. But there was something else that he said that also really, I thought about our conversations, mm -hmm. that really hit me. When he basically said, look, Jewish people have suffered, and he acknowledged that towards the end, but he said, don't blame black people for your trauma. Mm -hmm. He said it kind of like that, I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. Like, no one was doing that. I've gone after Tucker Carlson, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Donald Trump, plenty of other people on the right who are white. I've gone after plenty of people on the left who are white. To say that we're blaming black people for the trauma really, really hurt. Because I think it was really, really wrong. Yeah, I think I think sometimes people feel like in regard to anti-Semitism, black people get labeled but then suffer more consequences for it than other groups. You know what I mean? Nothing seems to happen to Donald Trump. Nothing seems to happen to Tucker Carlson. But other black people that get labeled anti-Semitic, they lose things. Lose everything. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I mean, I think about Myers Leonard last year or two years ago. Myers Leonard, you know, he was a forward for the Heat mm -hmm. who he was streaming on Steam playing like, uh, I can't remember what game he was playing. He used a real pretty offensive term toward Jews. game, I believe. Call of Duty Call of or Duty, something. Yeah. Was, yeah. And uh, we called him out. Uh, the Heat dropped him. Hasn't picked up by another team, right? So he pretty much got canceled. By the way, we've worked with Myers over the years. We worked with him right away after that. He's done some good stuff with us calling out hate on video games since then. Is he black or he's white? Or he's white. He's guy. white, okay. He's white right. guy. He lost his whole career. But let me ask you, when somebody does something like that and says something wrong and disrespectful and he loses everything, that's kind of like cancel culture. It though. is, mm -hmm. which is why, like, we called him out when he said it. Because it doesn't give you a chance to apologize and to make good of what you've done because and what's, life and career is done. Look, man, and what's really a shame about Myers, he's a good guy. He's a young guy who's tried really hard. Look, I don't want to speak to his talent on the court, mm -hmm. but it's sad that he hasn't landed somewhere as far as I know. Do you, ever look I remember, at that? Do you ever look at that and say, damn, we did that? Like, we took well, his career, we took his life, even though it's something that he said. Well, I was going to get to that because me, me and you had a conversation one time, Jonathan, about Kyrie, and it was after the list of demands came out, which you said y'all didn't have anything to do with. Nothing to do with. And one thing you said in that conversation was you were going to call the Nets and tell them that they should let Kyrie back play. Which, which I did. So jump into Kyrie for a second. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll just say the answer to your thing, but like, I think a lot about the fact that ADL is a deeply respected organization. So when we say something, it has a kind of resonance. And I take that responsibility really seriously. And again, I try to call people in before we call them out. Now, when there's something really public, like what Myers did, like that's just objectively wrong. But I'm proud of the fact that we've worked with him since then, featured him in programs, tried to lift him up. So that's what we've tried to do. Because mm -hmm. I do think a lot about what you said, DJ Envy, and it's real. Now, like Kyrie, Kyrie, we were talking, and you said you said you called the Nets. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, Kyrie's not not Myers Leonard. Kyrie's one of the most well-known players in the game. Mm -hmm. So when he did this and then didn't seem to show any contrition or any interest in any contrition, by the way, that's problematic. But we work with the Nets and his family and the Players Association and the league and his friends to try to work this out. And then after... Um, he said he had another pretty terrible press conference, and the Nets suspended him. Mm -hmm. I got a call from them and said, "This is we're going to have we're going to have him do a bunch of things. Would you be willing to meet with him?" I said, "Of course I will." And I've said that by the way since the very beginning. I still haven't met with him, mm -hmm. spoken to his 
his dad. I've spoken to his stepmom, who's his agent. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to his friends. I haven't talked to him. But I would talk to him today if he wanted to have that conversation. Because I think he has since the whole kind of debacle demonstrated again and again that he's really sincere. Mm-hmm. And when Josiah and Adam Silver say we met with him and the, the man has never expressed an anti-Semitic thought and he really wants to learn, like I want to help him learn. Have you spoke to Kanye before? Was that ever a conversation? I was asked would I meet with him and my answer was yes. Even now? Yeah, admittedly, that was before okay, okay. That you know, was Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, yeah. And before Alex Jones. Yeah. Right. Like he seems unwilling or uninterested in any kind of real sincere conversation. Look, I will say that I typically approach people with the benefit of the doubt. I assume people have good intention, not ill intention. So it's hard to go talk to somebody like that when you know he has a pattern of behavior that demonstrates ill intent. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Jonathan Greenblatt. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jonathan Greenblatt, the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League. Charlamagne? You know, the ADL is uh, an anti-hate group. Yeah. But it often feels like it doesn't have the same passion for anti-blackness as it does anti-Semitism. That's a fair question. I mean, we were created after this lynching to protect Jewish people. That's why we exist. And so at a time when anti-Semitism has reached literally an all-time high, it's fair. We're putting a lot of resources on that. We put a lot of resources into fighting extremists, right-wing extremists who want to kill black people and Jewish people. And this is something I think we should talk about because these right-wing extremists, they're the ones who are rejoicing while they perceive black and Jewish people are fighting Mm -hmm. because they deeply, passionately hate both of us. So we have, I think there's a lot of shared values between the black and Jewish community. And by the way, just shared people. There are plenty of Jews of color. There are plenty of African-American Jews that I know. But in addition, I think we have shared values. And unfortunately, we have common enemies. But let's let's come back to what you asked about. Mm-hmm. We do a lot with groups like the NAACP, the Urban League, Color of Change, Lawyers Committee. At the national level, at the local, we have 25 offices across the country. In all my offices, we're working with you know black-led organizations to fight anti-black racism, to be a part of legislation, to be a part of initiatives. And when we launched our campaign against Facebook a few years ago, Stop Aid for Profit, I did it with Derek Johnson, the CEO of the NAACP, and Rashad Robinson from Color of Change. But let's come back to, on this issue of are we doing enough on anti-blackness? And what's your expertise and how are you helping our community? Because you said before, Charlemagne, you would like to see armed guards in black churches. And that's actually not a crazy idea. I don't think so. Not in this day and age. I feel like that about schools too. So this past September, it's only a couple months ago, 
the ADL and the Urban League launched a new effort called the Solidarity and Safety Coalition. And we included that, like the National Association of Baptists and a bunch, and the United Negro College Fund and a bunch of other groups. ADL is going to share what we've learned about monitoring extremists and protecting houses of worship and faith-based institutions and kind of other important kind of civic entities with the black community, the Asian community, the LGBTQ community. We can do more to fight anti-black racism and hate. And this is one very direct way we can do that. I want to go back to something you just said. You said, you know, you acknowledge there are black Jews. Some people think saying that, that they're labeled anti-Semitic. What is the difference between saying, hey, which is a fact there are black Jews and what y'all consider anti-Semitic in that conversation? I don't know anyone could, I mean, the fact there are black Jews is just a statement of truth. I don't know yeah. think that's anti-Semitic. Let's also acknowledge that Judaism is a wide spectrum, mm -hmm. right? So you have Orthodox Jews who speak Yiddish, eat strict kosher and observe the way they do. And then you have very reformed Jews and then there are other Jews who say, I would never set foot in a synagogue, but they feel culturally Jewish. They identify as Jewish. It's complicated. It's a religion. It's an ethnicity. It's a culture. So with all that said, there's a range of practice and observance. So there are plenty of black Jews who go to what you might call a traditional Jewish synagogue. Then there are other communities like the black Hebrew Israelites. Now, there's a range of practice even among black Hebrew Israelites. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a large community of them in Israel who identify as Jewish. Um, in a traditional way. And then you have the guys in Times Square who observe in a way that's not so traditional, I would say. They, they, they would say y'all aren't Jews. They would say, that, what they say white people are not the original Jews, basically. Correct. And look, they're entitled to their beliefs until that justifies shooting Jewish people with pelicans on Staten Island. Or like December 2019, two black Hebrew Israelites went into a kosher supermarket in Jersey City and killed three people because they said... They weren't real Jews. Wow. So again, I don't. You're wow. entitled to believe whatever you want. But I think we need to recognize that rhetoric can have real world consequences. Can we, can we talk about Hollywood again? Because it is true that Jewish people founded Hollywood, but there's a reason for they that. They did. Right? They some Jewish uh, individuals, like call the Jewish entrepreneurs, who couldn't get. Look, at the turn of the century, Jews couldn't get hired at law firms. Businesses wouldn't hire Jews. Jews couldn't buy homes in many places. No, the reason why we have so many of these medical institutions like Mount Sinai, medical institutions or hospitals wouldn't treat Jews. Mm -hmm. So Jewish people had to create their own entities, their own subculture. And so when they couldn't get jobs, you know, entrepreneurial Jews went to the West Coast to build out this new industry that now we call Hollywood, the entertainment industry, the motion picture industry. And so as an industry, some Jewish people helped to create it. They had some success with it. But at the risk of stating the obvious, there are 10 zillion people in that industry who are not Jewish. I only got a few more questions. Where does the stereotype that Jewish people control media, where does that come from? It comes from these old tropes about Jews in power. I could show you white supremacist literature that's like 10, 20, 30, 40 years older from today that says Jews control the media. Now, are there some Jewish media executives? Sure there are. Do Jews control the media? Not as far as I know. If they did, I think I'd get much better coverage. What do you say to people who say that, you know, y'all are proving somebody like Kanye, right? Because Kanye says, hey, Jewish people have all the power, and then he loses everything. Well, the insidious nature of anti-Semitism and these tropes about power is Kanye can say these things. Jews have all the power. They're controlling everything. And if we don't deal with that, the myth spreads mm -hmm. and it takes root. If we do address that, 
and there are consequences. He says, aha, proves my point. So it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. Mm -hmm. We can't ignore it because it has, again, consequences. And if it gets addressed, he says, see, proves my point. But I mean, that's just the insidious and uh, ugly nature of anti-Semitism. I was going to ask, you know, at, at one time, especially in Brooklyn, there was a lot of tension between Jewish people and black people. Definitely. Right? Hasidic Jews at that, I believe. Yeah. How have you guys calmed that down and created some type of peace in there? Because I don't hear about it like I used to when I was a kid. I think there's still a lot of tensions there, to be honest, DJ Envy. I mean, the issues in Crown Heights, I think that's kind of what you're referring mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. It was, I think, 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. But there's still a lot of tensions. A lot of times there's fighting because we're together. And that's what happens when you have communities living in close quarters. That being said, you know, one of the things that I want to do and that the Nets announced was we're going to create community conversations coming off the Kyrie thing. So the Nets are going to sponsor. We're going to start in Brooklyn and bring together young black boys and girls and young Jewish boys and girls and get them talking to each other. I think so often our communities don't interact, you know, and I think we can improve upon that. So these community conversations that we do, I'm hoping we're going to start in Brooklyn and then we'll expand to other cities. Again, our communities have such a deep history. I am proud. A lot more similarities than we do differences. Way more similarities. Mm -hmm. And there are those people who want to divide us. Again, we have shared values and we got common enemies. But more than that, I think we have a legacy. Now, look, Jews didn't come to this country on the hulls of slave ships. Jews don't have the history of 300 years of enslavement, 100 years of Jim Crow. We don't have that history in this country. Being a black man in America has a kind of cost that being Jewish doesn't have. And, and, and Jewish people have been able to assimilate in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Yeah. I can walk down the street and you necessarily know that I'm Jewish unless, on the other hand, I'm an Orthodox person. Mm -hmm. And then I am more likely to be assaulted just because you can see that I'm Jewish than right. any other white person. Mm -hmm. And Jews have our own trauma, which is different than American black trauma or black American trauma, but is real too. And you speak about the trauma that Jewish people have experienced, right? And I hear a lot of my Jewish friends, they talk about that PTSD, right? Do, do you really think another Holocaust could happen? I wrote a book. It came out uh, in January. Mm -hmm. It's my first book. It's called It Could Happen Here. Mm. I don't think another Holocaust will happen where Jews will be systematically annihilated. But I do think... There are a lot of warning signs that suggest that if we don't get our act together, history might not exactly repeat itself, but it very well could rhyme. Well, Jonathan Greenblatt, ladies right. and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. And we got to practice what we me. preach because you know people are going to be watching. So we got to show right. up for each other. Like you said on CNN, you said uh, Jewish people have to show up for black people when there's anti-blackness and black people have to show up for Jewish people when there's anti-Semitism. Here, here. Word. Absolutely. Well, it's The Breakfast Club, and don't be a stranger. Deal. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. It's Jonathan Greenblatt. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. 
So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot. Spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound feet of torque. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Morning, everybody. We are The Breakfast Club. I'm DJ Envy. I go by the name of Charlemagne the God. Good morning. And listen, man, uh, salute to Jonathan Greenblatt for pulling up. Make sure you go on, uh, what's, the, what's the Breakfast Club YouTube? Oh, Breakfast Club YouTube. <laughs> go to Breakfast Club YouTube and watch the full interview, man. Uh, the whole interview is like, what, an hour and hour and three minutes? That's right. You know, so, you know, make sure you go check out the uh, full interview in context on the Breakfast Club YouTube page. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Krishan Rock. Rumor has it, rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I am gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On the Breakfast Club. Well, if you don't know, Krishan Rock and Blueface, of course, they are together. They are dating. They have a show on the Zeus Network called Crazy in Love. Now, I don't know how these shows on the Zeus Network be rocking because you talk about fighting and, and carry it on. And I don't even know what the Zeus Network is. I mean, I know what it is. I just don't know. I wouldn't know where to access it. Is it an app? 
That's a good question. And we know. had we had uh, uh, Lee up here, the CEO of the Zeus Network. I, yeah. I forgot. I mean, it seems so long like ago. everything that comes out of it is is always toxic, fighting, and problems. And I guess when they were taping yesterday, Krishan, Rock, and Natalie Nunn got into a little altercation. Well, we don't want we don't want to fight on we don't want to fight on live. I just want to know, Krishan, what happened? <laughs> you dumbass man, that. come see us. They keep they keep fighting on that show. How y'all out here referring to plates as low vibrational, but not shows like this? I ain't never heard y'all say this is a low vibrational show, but y'all out here disrespecting soul food talking about these low vibrational plates. Jesus Christ. Bro. I don't know. All I heard was a bunch of low vibrational energy just now. Yeah, well, also, they were talking about their relationship, Krishan, Rock, and uh, Blueface, as they were doing uh, Lee's, uh, I said Lee's, Yee's lip service. When things go viral in your relationship and people are like, they're toxic and they shouldn't be together, what do you have to say to that? That's fake for real. I don't know. Relationships. You know when you f*** with somebody. Like, if it's not really... Like, I don't have a dead-end situation. It's not one time I can't bring God into a situation. I could pray with this guy. I could make money with this nigga. I could travel with this nigga. I really feel like that's longevity right there. Like, you know? So, I don't do no hosting without a nigga. Like, right. Do you feel like he's your soulmate? Yeah. Yeah? Partner. Like, we... That love heart is fake real. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't understand how they continue to show this on television, right? It's they, not they on sh- TV. Well, Zeus Network is whatever app or whatever, however you watch it. It just seems crazy to me that the majority of times you see it, they're fighting. They're going back and forth. She allegedly punched him in the face. He allegedly grabs her. It just seems so damn toxic. She's fighting somebody else. I've seen another thing where it seems like they were boxing in the basement. Like, nobody has a problem with this. What do you mean boxing in the basement? Like they were fighting in the basement. Two girls were going back and forth fighting in the basement. Like Fight Club? It was only two girls, but yeah, like Fight Club. I mean, if it was this organized, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, was, was this it was a, in a basement. That's like me and you in a basement. Let's fight. We're going to tape it, tape it for TV. That's, that's what, what we'd be doing in the basement? You don't take anything serious, man. <laughs> you don't take anything serious. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about, man. Forget it. Forget it. This guy's crazy. Forget it. Now, Tory Lanez is now facing an additional charge in the Megan Thee Stallion uh, shooting case. Now, uh, on Tuesday... A felony charge of discharging a firearm with uh, gross negligence has been added in the case. Now, why is that added in the case? What was the charge again? Are you listening? I am. You said firing a firearm. A felony charge of discharging a firearm with gross negligence has been added in the case. I thought that's what he was already charged with. Well, they just added that Tuesday. So obviously he wasn't. I, I don't know, man. I wait for the verdict and all of that other stuff. I'm not a I'm not a lawyer, so I don't understand that legal jargon. Yeah, but I don't, I don't understand. I thought they had enough to po- possibly prosecute him. Why did they keep? I thought he was. Ar- I thought that's what he was already being charged with. I thought he was being charged. I thought he was on trial for allegedly shooting her. Mm-mm. So why would that be? I don't know, man. I don't know. I I, I I don't know either. But yeah, we'll see what happens. It seems like that's the longest lasting case ever. Honestly. This is why in the new year, when breakfast comes back, you, we have to have a, a a round table of experts. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have a a great round table of people that we bring on. But I'm talking about like, you know, in the new year with all this new technology we're going to have in the Black Mothership, which is the name of the new studio, things like this. We can just pull up an attorney. You know what I mean? Pull up one of our criminal lawyer friends. That's true. Now, lastly, uh, I, I, even though I hate talking about this, I, I mean, we just have to do it. Uh, Kanye West, he was doing more interviews. Now, who is he doing interviews with? Why, who's keeping giving him these platforms? 
all the white supremacists. I keep telling y'all over and over that uh, nobody seeks white validation like Kanye West. I've been telling y'all this forever. There is not a black man on this planet who seeks white validation like Kanye West. So he's finally with his tribe, which is all the other white supremacists. Now we had Jonathan Greenblatt up here talking about uh, how his words are so hurtful and how his words can really stir things up. And but yet you keep playing his words. No, but I mean, because people are reporting, they're talking about it, but we're also talking about the effects of He was of sitting it. down with, uh, I think this is the former leader of the Proud Boys? Yes, and yeah. he talks about how uh, he feels Jewish people should forgive Hitler. Okay. You love Jews, but you're canceled for anti-Semitism because you also love Hitler, but you love everyone equally. Good guys and bad guys. Yeah, Jewish people can't tell me who I can love and who I can't love. You can't say, you can't force your pain on everyone else. Jewish people, forgive Hitler today. Let it go. Let it go. And stop trying to force it on other people. Good night. Forgive Pete's penis. Forgive Pete's penis, Kanye. Can you do that? Forgive Pete's penis tonight. Forgive that 10 inches tonight. Can you do that? Oh, 10 inches. Let's see how difficult that would be for you. All right? Can you forgive Pete's 10-inch penis, huh? For what it did to your baby mama? Can you? Listen, I already told y'all numerous times there is not a black man on this planet who seeks white validation like Kanye West. Bottom line, point blank period. Y'all keep thinking he loves y'all. He do not love y'all. He is with the people that he loves right now. And and they don't love him. Trust and believe. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, who you giving that dog to? Uh, Four after the hour, man. Speaking of penises, you know... um, Chad Mason needs to come to the front of the congregation. This guy is from Florida, and I know that it's Christmas, but boy, some of y'all are taking this Christmas spirit thing a little too far. We'll talk about it. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Any first responder will tell you, never try to beat a train. After breaking, it can take a mile for a train to completely stop. So when you come to a rail crossing, stop, because trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Ah! He's arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Oh, it's not me, Duval. It's y'all. Okay, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, December 7th goes to Chad Mason of Orlando, Florida. Uh, what does Yon Koshala always tell you about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Okay, I promise you, I don't come in here looking for donkeys from Florida. I just can't believe that these things actually happen. Remember on training day when Alonzo got mad at Hoyt because Hoyt wouldn't let him uh, read his paper? This is a newspaper, right? It's 90% bull****, but it's entertaining. That's why I read it, because it entertains me. That's how I feel about Florida. Okay, Florida stories, all right? They be on some BS, all right? But damn, they entertain it. They entertain me. And this one, man. Look, it's the holiday season. Okay, like Andy Williams first stated in 1963, it's the most wonderful time of the year. All right, and folks are in the holiday spirit. All right, for some of us, that means different things. Okay, it's Christmas, it's Kwanzaa, it's Hanukkah. People are in the giving spirit, and people are in the spirit of receiving. Basically, folks want what they want, and well, for this guy, Chad Mason, man, what he wanted, he couldn't put on uh, Santa's Christmas list. Because last I checked, Santa don't reward you for being naughty. 
And trust and believe Chad Mason was being very naughty. Okay, what did Chad Mason do that probably has all his Christmas requests going to Santa spam folder from now on? Well, according to Chad's arrest affidavit, he was walking a dog. Uh, he knew the owner of the dog and was giving the dog a little walk. And he decided to give the dog a little bit more. Okay, the dog was a golden doodle. And he was taking a walk in the apartment complex with the dog. And for whatever reason, he decided to become the Grinch that stole his dog's innocence. Yes, he decided to become the Grinch that stole his dog's ass. Okay, literally. What are you saying, Uncle Charlotte? Well, according to Fox 13 Tampa Bay, this man decided to have sex with the dog. Okay, not just sex with the dog. The man aired this dog out in front of a bunch of adults and a child. Yes, this man decided to diddle this golden doodle. Okay, let me tell you what he was arrested and charged with because it was several charges, okay? Sexual activity with an animal, exposing sexual organs, and criminal mischief to a place of worship. What do you mean criminal mischief to a place of worship? Well, after he gave doggy style to the doggy and was confronted by adults to let that bitch breathe, literally, he ran to the Northwood Presbyterian Church where he knocked over a nativity display. Just knocked over a nativity display, broke potted plants and tossed children's toys from the playground area, causing $400 in damage to the church. After leaving the church, he damaged a mailbox in another neighborhood and tried to steal a car before he was taken into custody. You know what this tells me? This tells me this man must not have ejaculated on this golden doodle because how in the hell did he have the energy to do all that after getting one off? Okay. That lets me know he didn't let one off. But the reality is everything he did after deciding to have sex with this dog is null and void. All right. I don't own a dog. So I've never had to walk one, but I know people who own dogs. They walk the dogs because they want dogs to use the bathroom, run around to get some air. You got a punk ass dog, right? Envy. It's not a punk ass dog. Don't you man yes. say you had a punk ass dog. What's that? What, 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 what do you do with your dog? When you walk your dog, Envy? I let him use the bathroom. What else? What else do you walk dogs for? I don't know. I don't own dogs. But... Nah, for exercise. Let them use the bathroom. Let them okay. get some, you know, some running around and that's it. Not once have you thought about having sex with this dog. No. That's my point. Not once have I heard anybody I know that own dogs say, man, my dog looks hot today. Let me sleep with it. Okay. Can you imagine what Chad would do if he could get a hold of a reindeer? Huh? Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, and Cupid wouldn't stand a chance. Okay. Rudolph got, Rudolph got a red nose. But Chad would have a brown nose if he got a hold of Rudolph, okay? And I don't want anyone out there to overthink this story, all right? Don't sit around today asking yourself, why would this man just decide to diddle a golden doodle in front of a bunch of people? It's for one reason. Florida, okay? <laughs> Florida, ladies and gentlemen, is Florida. And the Christmas spirit clearly hits different in Florida, okay? We have Santa Claus. Chad decided to be Santa Paws. All right, maybe there is a mysterious mistletoe in Florida that we don't know nothing about, that if you catch your dog under it, you got to give him something to bark about. I don't know. All I know is Remy Ma needs to give Chad Mason the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. are you dumb? Feliz Navidad, Florida. Feliz Navidad. All right. Don't, what, what, what's up, man? I just want to play a game. Oh. I, oh, <laughs> hold on now. Now, now, this, I, now, now see, I don't, I'm going to be, I got his mugshot. All right. You want to play a game yes. of Guess What Race It Is? All right. Chad Mason decided to walk somebody else's dog in an apartment complex while walking the dog. He decided to give this dog some D. He decided to diddle this little golden doodle in front of a bunch of other people. DJ Envy, Guess What Race It Is? It's a tough one. Really? Yeah. 
white. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, boy. He he looks white to me. Oh, okay. I would see him and think he's a white guy. Okay, but? It's Florida. I don't know. He's white. He could be Cuban. Oh. I don't know. What do you think, Red? You think he's white? All right, Chad Mason's white. Okay. Most, a lot of them Cubans in Florida identifying as white people anyway. You That's see how y'all vote. So, That's, okay. That is true. Chad Mason is, is white. All right. Yes. What gave it away? <laughs> Uh, walking somebody else's dog, okay. having sex with the dog in okay. front of people. Okay. Bestiality? Yeah. All right. okay. yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes. Up next, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. I don't know if you guys watch The Real Housewives of Potomac, but one of the uh, ladies on The Real Housewives of Potomac, her, her name is Mia. She was talking about she had this D in her life that just had her all strung out. She couldn't leave this D. This D was, uh, you know, cheating on her allegedly. Oh, Lord, and she was just so wrapped up in the D because the we D was that good. I cannot wait till we start rotating guest hosts in the new year. Why? Jesus Christ. Why are you? I'm explaining to... the story. Why? Why? But anyway, let me finish my story. Oh, so my the God. D was so good, she started telling her BFF about this D. And she was like, girl, <laughs> I need you to check out this D. And she let her friend mm. have sex with her boyfriend. It happens all the time. That's why you hear women tell, uh, I've heard women tell other women, you don't ever tell somebody, if it's a guy that you like, you don't never talk about how good the D is because the uh, woman, other, her, the friend might try it. Well, let's open up the phone lines. Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. Ladies, have you ever had D so good <laughs> that so you put stupid. your friend to it? I want rotating <laughs> guest hosts starting now. Ladies, has the penis been so amazing Whoa. that you put your friend wow. onto it? Wow. Let's talk about it. Wow. Fellas, has this happened to you? Let's talk about it. 800 585 have you ever had some D so good that you had to let one of your homeboys get some? My God, man. What is happening here? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Real Housewives of Potomac. Now, Mia Thornton, she uh, revealed that she let her best friend have sex with her man, her ex-man. Let's listen. I've never had a friend's friend be, like, interested in me. Yeah. You know? It's it always, like, be, a stranger. Yeah, it might be kind of a little convoluted. Because, you know, like, she's your friend. Well, I share my man with her, so. <laughs> so not working. No. Yeah. Okay. So my ex, right? <laughs> He's really good at me. Okay. <laughs> but that's the problem. Right. And I was telling her about, like, how it was and why I'm strong and can't leave, right? right? Even though he's cheating on me, right? right. I'm like, well, I want to give this shit up, right? <laughs> and one night, I was like, you yeah, just try it out. So you can see what the I'm learning about. <laughs> she said to this day, she has not found better. Wow. They're sharing a whole lot. And truth be told, I think it's weird. Ladies, what is the relationship here? You know, that's a good friend for you. I like it. I like to see people happy. <laughs> So we're asking 800-585-1051. Ladies, has the D ever been so good that you were dematized and you said, girl, honey, my BFF, I got to put you on to this. Yo, I need somebody out there to edit this. When you see the video later, just edit and be asking that one question. You know what I'm saying? Saying, ooh, this, have you ever had some D so good you want to keep it to yourself? 
Okay, just edit that one part for me, all and right? And edit his part, him saying it right there. Now, listen, this is this is why it's very important for men to slang good pipe, okay? Because, you know, as a person who has a lot of homegirls, trust and believe women talk. And, you know, these women are out here keeping score, all right? You are getting graded, all right? These women have car faxes on your sex game, and guys may not realize it, but some of y'all just a good time to these women, and they're going to pass you around if it's worth passing you around. So that's why you got to make sure you out here, you know what I mean, putting in that work the way you need to put in that work. They actually, I, I, it reminds me, um, what? you know what's so crazy? I don't know if I heard this on their podcast or if I just heard them talking. Uh -oh. so I don't even want to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. Salute to the homies of the We Talk Back podcast, mm -hmm. uh, Tan Bam and AJ. I feel like I remember hearing them talk on the podcast about one of them being with a guy that was good, one of them being horny. So they passed them along and said, yo, you need to go get some of that. You know what I mean? So it happens. So just make sure that you're out here slinging the good D. Envy, have you ever had some D so good you want to keep it for yourself? Hello, who's this? What's up? It's Anonymous. What's going on? Oh, man. Hey, Miss Anonymous. Good morning. What happened with you? What's up? Okay, so, like I said, I, first of all, I don't see why it's a big deal sharing the I mean, it's, it's enough to go around. However, my best friend man was locked up. She needed some because, you know, she Could you stop saying the word? Could you just say, just say D, D. ma'am? Okay. Yes. So, so your best friend's man was locked up and he needed some D. Continue. She needed some D. Needed oh, some. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. So I called a friend of mine that I was messing with and I said, listen, my friend needs some. You know, can you hit her up? You know, hit her up. And he said, send me a picture. Send him a picture. And he was like, hell yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry. So anyway, the next day we all got together, had a nice threesome, and a G, I loved the D. So, you're a good friend. friend. You're a phenomenal yes. friend. Yes, thank you. But you didn't let her get it by herself, though. Well, I was trying to. They asked me to join in. And you just happened to not be busy. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. You got to participate. <laughs> well, Felice Navidad. All right. Well, have a good one. Salute to my man, yes. Ron, too. And Ron, I'm putting you on blast. Ron just texted me talking about, ah, ah. Bottom code, chapter 10, verse 69, preaches against putting your bestie on the good meat. <laughs> Hello? Hello, who's this? With my man, Ron. Hello? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? B. Now, B, have you done this or have you been put on to some good D? Uh, both. Me and my old best friend used to, uh, basically, if it was a guy that we didn't care about, we would call it passing the Dutch. Damn. Like, girl, you gotta like, girl, you gotta try this. And a lot of times, the dudes would get mad about like, I'm not no piece of me in the fight. Dudes do it to females all the time, so I don't see what the problem was. Boy, if y'all think women are not out here moving just like men, you out your damn mind. They out here objectifying men, passing them around, and everything else. And don't let it, and don't let it be somebody that's a triple threat. What's a triple threat? Yeah, what's a triple threat. The guy who got the D, they eating the groceries, and they got the dog. God damn! <laughs> I didn't know y'all call them triple threats. Wow. God damn, you're a legend in three sports. <laughs> Lord have mercy. She said, shout to the guys on the east side. They know for That's crazy. The they out here with Yo. they out here with good D, eating bunky, and eating the poom poom. Exactly. And 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 clearly doing it well. Exactly, because we passed them along. Now, let me ask you a question real quick about these triple threats, right? Oh, boy, you excited. No, I just want to know. What if the penis ain't the biggest? 
Oh, no. A big penis doesn't necessarily equal good penis. Okay. Some short uh, shrimp guys that have turned me inside out. Okay, so you can still be a triple threat. It's not like a, 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 a double and a half threat. Exactly. They can still be a triple threat. And usually, sometimes the uh, triple threats are the shrimp gang because they feel like they got to make up for what they left. So they eat the booty. Exactly. I know I'm a triple threat. <laughs> You're right. Thank you, Let me wife. ask my wife right now if I'm a triple threat. I'm definitely not a triple threat. I'm gonna tell her what a triple threat is and ask. I, I know I'm a triple threat. She's probably right about the shrimp, the shrimp penis. But other than that, you you ain't no. Triple How can threat. you not be a triple threat though? What you mean? As a man, you're supposed to be a triple threat out yes, here. Yes, I mean, but there's a lot of guys that don't eat the bulky. Well, we, I mean, you know, you know, so crazy. Threat. When I was a kid, when I was like 16, 17, all my older cousins was talking about eating poom poom, and I'd be like, Ugh, that's so nasty. And they was like, man, when you get our age, you're gonna be eating ass. And now look at you. <laughs> look at you. Wipe your mouth. Okay, wipe your well, mouth. I'm wiping it right now. Okay. Don't smoke after him. 800 I don't smoke. 1051. We're talking real housewives of Potomac. Uh, Mia Thornton said that, you know, she had an ex. Her boyfriend was nice with the D. And, you know, at the time. Man, just wanted- ask what you want to ask, man. If you want to know, say it. You say it. No, you say you it. You say it. Say it. 800 <laughs> ladies. Have you ever had D so good that you had to pass it to your friend? That is the question. <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. 
executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I know in Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast Club. I'm DJ Envy. And I go by the name of Charlemagne the God. What's happening? Now, right now, if you just joined us, we're talking about uh, Real Housewives of Potomac, Mia Thornton. She was uh, talking uh, with the re- re- uh, rest of the housewives about her ex that was so good in bed that while she was with him, she let her friend try him. I've never had a friend's friend be, like, interested. In yeah. You know? It's always, like, be, a stranger. Yeah, it might be kind of a little convoluted. Because you like, she's your friend. Well, I share my man with her, so. <laughs> so not important. <laughs> Wait, no. Yeah. Okay. So my ex, right? <laughs> He's really good at me. Okay. Oh, God. That's the problem. Right. And I, I was telling her about, like, how it was and why I'm strong and can't leave, right? right? Even though he's cheating on me, right? right. I'm like, well, I want to give this shit up, right? <laughs> and one night, I was like, you know, just try it out. So you can see what the I'm talking about. <laughs> she said to this day, she has not found better. Wow. They're sharing a whole lot. And truth be told, I think it's weird. Ladies, what is the relationship here? You know, that's a good friend for you. I like it. I like to see people happy. <laughs> and we're asking 800-585-1051. Ladies, have you ever had D so good that it was so great that you let your friend and your homie try it out? I've heard stories like this a million times, man. I mean, majority of my friends are, are, are women, so I've always heard these kind of stories. And that's why I keep saying it's very important that you men slang good pipe because these women are out here keeping score. They okay. really are. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Charlie. What's going on, y'all? Okay, now I had to call in for this one because, for one, I don't even trust women. I don't have female friends for the fact that a lot of them got hidden motives behind themselves. And when you got a man, ain't no way I'm about to tell no girl how my man D is. It's like uh, we don't even go as far as to having a conversation about my man because what you need to know about my man for? Well, that's different, though. 
I, you know, because I, I got a bunch of homegirls who say that too. They'll be like, if you like a guy or that's your man, you don't tell another woman how good your man is because she might try him. But if it's just something that you know, you you having some fun with a toy, so to speak, you pass them around, right? No, I'm not about to have a conversation with nothing I do in my private business. Oh, okay. I'm saying I'm a grown woman. What I'm telling you for? What that's gonna do for me? You right? That's true. Okay. Thank yeah, you. but I just had to say that, man. You gotta watch these women because a lot of them ain't got they ain't got good intentions when it comes to you or your man. I don't care how much they call themselves your friend. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess from the flip side, good D is hard to find, right? So you know you gotta about it. shut up. So you gotta go, you know, take recommendations, right? Hello, who's this? Yo, this is JB Chicago. Hey, what's up, bro? You ever had D so good man. that uh, you shared it with your friend? Man, look at first, man. Big A-O to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you calling in, bro? Why are you calling, bro? You know what the topic is. <laughs> bro, I, I had to say, man, since he left, man, y'all been real suspect, bro. Y'all it's been only been two days. <laughs> man, man, nah, man. But nah, look, I, 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 got, I got a story, man. It's not, not of me, but of a, but a, but a homegirl, man. What happened? What happened? Shorty knew my, my brother. She got together with my brother, and she shared it with her friends. Her friend, my, my brother did both of them. Well, tell your brother, tell your brother I said congratulations, and uh, he proves my point about why I say it's very important to slaying good pipe because these women, you know, they they are grading you, and if you got a good grade, you got a good Carfax, they're gonna pass you around if it's worth passing you around. So I guess that's the moral of the story. That is the moral of the story. All right. All right, well, when we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to talk about Lil Wayne. He talks self-defense in his assault case. We'll give you all the details, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I learned a lot this morning, man. I learned a lot when we have these conversations with these callers. Like the young lady who called from Detroit, Mm -hmm. she taught us a new term this morning. She said... uh, Triple threat. Triple threat. A man who has good D, a man who eats good poom poom, and a man who eats bonky Mm -hmm. is a triple threat. But Miko Grimes hit me Mm -hmm. and said, in L.A., um, a triple threat is good D, good poom poom eating, and he a trick. Mm. Okay. Which one you prefer? What are you talking about? Never mind. All right, well, let's Which get, one am I? Was it, yeah. All of them. All of them. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's go. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty uh, patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On The Breakfast Club. Uh, this is not a rumor, but I just want to tell you guys. Uh, if I'm you, gay. If you keep stealing from Walmart, uh, Walmart is saying the company has to close uh, a lot of stores because uh, people are stealing from there and they can't make any more money. That's uh, more like a threat. Walmart yeah. is letting y'all know that if y'all keep shoplifting out of Walmart, them little <laughs> running grabs y'all be doing, they're mm-hmm. going to have to shut down everything. That's right. Which I don't believe they would do that. Well, they're going to shut down some of the stores. I'm sure the stores where they have a lot of things being stolen and got to shut it down wouldn't it make more sense just to hire like more security as opposed to shutting down your whole store you just spend some extra dollars on having extra security some people that's fast you know some people, <laughs> that's, fast. Some people that's fast that can run folks down you know what i mean some people equipped with some tasers or something that hit people you know you run in 50 feet away zzz. wouldn't that make more sense than closing down your whole store yeah i think so Maybe it's just a threat. All right. Well, Lil Wayne claims self-defense in the assault lawsuit involving his ex-assistant. We all know he got into an incident with his ex-assistant, and now his lawyer is saying that it's self-defense. And that is the reason why Lil Wayne allegedly punched his assistant in the jaw. So we'll give you more as that court case uh, takes off. Now, Cardi B, she was uh, talking about uh, what gives her anxiety about making music. 
mean, I used to love to make music, but now making music to me has become like a, a job that gets me anxiety. Everybody just critique everything that I do that it's just like, you know, sometimes you just don't want to do something that may give you that much anxiety. So I just be like uh, freezing myself. What I would tell Barty is that she already won, right? She already won. She's already successful. Mm -hmm. So all she got to do is go in there and have fun. You know what I mean? And, and and don't 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 base anything you're doing now off off old wins. Yeah, that's like, easy to say. But you want to be better than your last album. You want the new song to be better than your last song. And then when you got this thing called social media, people always compare. But so. what are you basing better off? Because Barty numbers. and her team, exactly, sure. they're they probably basing it off numbers because she mm -hmm. got so many number ones. Correct. Don't do that. Go back into that mindset when you was just out here making them gangster bitch music. You know, volume one and volume two mixtapes when you was making things like cheap ass weave. Like, just go in there and have fun with it, man. It's easier said than done because her verse on tomorrow, too, she kills it. But, you know, like you look at her performing at uh, Art Basel in Miami, people are like, oh, you performing in somebody's backyard, you fell off. And now she has to They're going to have something to say regardless. I made a million dollars off that fall off. How That's you right. feel now? You know what I mean? They're going to have something to say regardless. All Barty got to do is go in there and make good, fun music. She going to win. She Cardi. She got a fan base. She mm -hmm. got a fan base that rocks with her. Don't worry about the haters. Focus on the people that love you. She going to do good regardless. All right. Now, Cardi B also talks about going 50-50 because uh, once upon a time, a dude kicked her out. I am not totally against 50-50 because it really depends on your situation, on your lifestyle, right? If you and your nigga make 50000 a year, right, each, and y'all planning to buy a house, but only your nigga is contributing to the bills, to the fucking food, to the rent, bitch, y'all never going to buy a fucking house. Once you're a house, bitch, you don't got no, you don't got no say-so or nothing, like, and a nigga could kick you out whenever the fuck. Have you ever been kicked out by a nigga? That's a bad feeling. A kicked me out before and I was dumb tired. I was like, I'm going. Bitch, you know where I went? Well, if you're from New York, when you go up to the roof, there's like a little floor on the roof before you open it. I went up there, bitch. Jesus. Interesting. Well, Carter, you don't have to worry about that now. You got your own money now. What do you think about the 50-50 thing? Um, as, as far as sharing it with your partner or wife? Yeah, you are, yeah. I mean, there's no 50-50. We have, in my household, we have one big pot. I, that's how my mother and father did it. There was one big pot, and y'all go in the pot, and whatever you need, you need. There that's was how, no, that's how I feel. There was no, what, you got to take 50% of the bills, and you take 50% of the bills. No, it was just one yeah, big just pot. Ours. That's, not, that's yeah, how I feel. That's how my mom and dad raised me. That's how me and my wife are. That's how my kids are. It's, you know, it's one big pot. Even when y'all do business together? It's one big pot in my house. Even business. That's even, how I feel. I mean, but with business, with it still business, has you to. Have you, to you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah in business, yeah, yeah, you have yeah, yeah, to do it. She, you know, we do 50-50 when it comes to the business because it has to be on a contract. has to be on a sheet. But when it comes to dollars, whatever we make, let's say we make $50,000, I don't be like, all right, here's twenty five for you, twenty five for me. Yeah. That, that's, 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 it just that's, goes into one pot. That's where it gets confusing for me because I'm like, you know, when you, when you got a significant other, that's your wife, like you said, everything is just one big pot. But if y'all actually mm -hmm. have business together, like me and my wife got businesses together. Right. So, yeah, of course it's 50-50. Yeah, but it's still goes to pot. Like I don't me, know fifty fifty. It is, but me and my wife, like we wrote the book. Like it's fifty fifty. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever money we made from the book, we didn't it's say still y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, hundred percent. But Absolutely. for you know, Absolutely. business reasons, you have to do that. And yeah. lastly, she talks about her and Offset and how they do things. You know, I love to get like maintain everything, but I do like like I do like ownership of certain shit. like you know what I'm saying. Like that's why I went half and half of my house in Atlanta with my. 
And um, I was asking him, like, you want to go half and half with this house in New York? Because I need a house in New York. Because he did not want me to get a house in New York. So he was like, no, you do you. But we are going to buy a house in L.A. And we are planning to buy a f***ing apartment in New York City. And we're going to go half and half on those. So that type of sh is there. But some of y'all ain't there yet. Some of y'all ain't in that relationship where y'all buying sh with a n***a. You know what I'm saying? But you could be if y'all both say dub and y'all... You know, do shit certain type of way. Mm. Yeah, and, and another thing, there is no, you know, like in my household, we both discuss what we're buying. So it's not like I can be like, I'm going to buy this today, or she, my wife doesn't go, I'm going to go buy this today. She'd be like, babe, I'm going to the mall, I'm buying this. And I'd be like, babe, I'm going here to buy this. Like, we discuss. And well, I, don't, I don't even get them communicate. kind of I don't, I don't get them kind of conversations. My wife, my oldest daughter, do what the hell they want to do. Now, my daughter on the other hand, she just, she just ball like it's, it's stuff, and she just do saying. her. If I tell you the amount of Ubers I see and Uber Eats. Now, if it's a big purchase, we might discuss something big, but like regular everyday stuff. Nah, nah. we still have that conversation. Nah. We talk. And it's just different, I guess, when you've been with somebody for a long time. Because I've been in situations where, like, I was fired. I've been fired four times from Correct. radio. So I was fired, too proud to get unemployment checks. And my wife was going to work. And I'm home with our first daughter. Right. You know? So it's just like, I just, I just look at everything as ours. I mean, we don't discuss if we're going to get groceries or something from Target. But if it's something, a, a major purchase or something, yes, we discuss. Yes. All right, and lastly, we got to congratulate Too Short. Too Short is going to be honored with a street named after him in Oakland. Is it right. called Bitch? What? Bitch Boulevard! No, it's not going to be called Bitch, but uh, they're going to name it after him, so I'm sure it's going to be Too Short Boulevard, all right? Bitch Boulevard sounds way more fire, but you got to scratch the bitch out. It's called Too Short Way, actually. That's what it's going to be called, Too Short Way. Oh, I like that. All right, well, that is your rumor report. And let me shout out to my mama and my daddy. Uh, today is their 54th anniversary. So they've been together 54. God, married damn, how much 54. stuff they celebrating this week? Wasn't it your daddy's B-Day? It was my daddy's 80th earlier this week, December 1st. And now today is their uh, 54th anniversary. Okay. So. Drop one of Clues Bombs for Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, man. All right. People's Choice mixes up next. We're going to start off with some Too Short in his honor. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. There's so many offers going on for the holidays, but one really stood out to me, Verizon. When you switch to Verizon, you get a gift for you and a gift to give. Might want to go check out your Verizon store if you're down to save a bunch of money. Morning, everybody. We are The Breakfast Club. I'm DJ Envy. I go by the name of Charlemagne the God. What's happening? Yep, and we got a uh, shout out to Jonathan Greenblatt for joining us this morning. Yeah, man, make sure you go to Breakfast Club YouTube page and check out uh, our conversation with Jonathan Greenblatt. If you don't know who Jonathan Greenblatt is, he is the head of the ATL, which is the Anti-Defamation uh, League. You know, very insightful conversation. I talk to Jonathan pretty often, though. You know, mm -hmm. me, me and Jonathan have been talking, you know, pretty often for a few years now. So, you know, I think... Um, I just think that we got to have, man. We got to have conversation. You know, black people feel a way about things. Jewish people feel a way about things. But I think at the end of the day, we really do all want the same goal. And we all do have the same common enemy, which is white supremacy. Right. You know, the problem is, you know, those of us who don't realize we're black and those of us who don't realize we're Jewish and they want to be white supremacists. Right. And they're siding with the enemy. Right. And the boy is a lot of that nowadays. Yeah, so it's yeah. got to be us versus them. And I love the fact that... uh when we talk about questions, we got to be able, be able to have an open dialogue and ask questions that That's right. necessarily that, you know, people don't understand about our culture and we don't That's understand right. about their culture. And I hate cancel culture when it's questions, when you ask in good faith, not, you know, when you ask a question, they automatically say, oh, you're canceled. You're this, you're that. And uh, hopefully uh, 
that conversation shed some light to some of that. Absolutely. All right. Now, you can check out that full interview on our Breakfast Club online page, on YouTube page. Yep. And when we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. We are The Breakfast Club. I'm DJ Envy. I go by the name of Charlemagne the God. What's happening? But I want to shout out to everybody at the Mad- at Madison Square Garden again last night. I went to go see Duke play. Uh, I wanted to see my little nephew play. Uh, his name is Derek Whitehead. Plays for Duke. Uh, I'll dunk on him, bro. To Quad. You ain't dunking on nobody. Shout out to Mercedes and, and everybody else that was out there in the whole Duke. They won last night. Mercedes barely saw the game because she had them big-ass bangs. Them bangs was in her eyes. My goodness. I saw your uh, your st- Instagram story. I wanted to pull her bangs back like <laughs> blinds. You know what I'm saying? Let me pull your bangs back like blinds, Mercedes, so you can see the game. My goodness, man. Yeah, so she she actually she said she hates you, and then she went to go get her hair done this morning. So she's probably still at the hair salon getting her hair done because you were making fun of her Did bangs. she bring the bang with her to the hair salon this morning, or did she leave it at home? I don't know if the bangs made the trip with her. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you got a positive note? Yes, man. And I also want to tell people, make sure tomorrow you tune in to Comedy Central, 11.30 p.m. First of all, it's Trevor Noah's last show, period. So you should tune into The Daily Show at 11 p.m. And then... Right after that new episode of my late night talk show, Hell of a Week, um, we have Dr. Umar Johnson on the show tomorrow. I just want y'all to know that. Okay. Dr. Umar Johnson will be on Hell of a Week tomorrow night on Comedy Central. He'll be part of the panel. So uh, make sure you tune into that. All right. Now, the positive note is simply this. And I got this from one of my favorite Instagram pages, The Healing Guide. You deserve to celebrate not only who you've become, but who you could have become and fought not to be. Breakfast Club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done? State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. 
Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.